This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. This is the Wednesday shot episode, the short shot. And, you know, uh, it's things are getting back to normal out there. Well, whatever normal is, I have no idea. Somebody try to figure that one out for me and not be philosophical, goddammit. Uh, you know, restaurants are going coming back open. A lot of friends are going back to work, and I'm really happy for them because... You know, as much as they enjoyed being on unemployment, they also hated cabin fever and forgot what day it was a lot of the time. So maybe now we can start uh, getting back to the way things used to be. I hope hope all my listeners are well and healthy and uh, didn't have anything to do with the coronavirus. And if you did, I hope you're doing well now. But anyway, like I said, this is the short shot episode, so we're in for the, this episode's drink special. We're going to do a couple shots. I found two shots uh, on tipsybartender.com that I thought were really cool, and this being the month of May, and I really didn't do anything about um, May the 4th, this is my uh, chance to do a uh, Star Wars special shot. Uh, so May the 4th be with you. These... Uh, the drink specials or the shot specials for today uh, the first one is the Han Solo shot Uh, what you gotta do is now these are layering shots here people so what you gotta do is in the whole Han Solo shot get yourself a shot glass put in uh, one part coffee liqueur one part Bailey's and float crown royal on top of that but like I just told you, this is a uh, this is a double episode or a double shot episode. So if Han shot, there's also a Greedo shot. Uh, Tipsy bartender says you do one part uh, coffee liqueur, one car, uh, one part Bailey's, and then if you're feeling in a festive mood, take a little bit of cream to menthe in a different glass and uh, pour some 151 on top of that. Mix it up really good. And then float that on top of the coffee, coffee liqueur and Bailey's. Now, uh, and then if you're feeling really adventurous, since there's 151 in the Greedo shot, you can light that on fire. So, uh, whether Han shot first or Greedo shot first, that's totally up to you. But there's a couple new shots for you uh, from Hey Bartender Podcast and thetipsybartender.com. I really have no idea who the tipsybartender.com is. Uh, I follow his uh, social media accounts. I look at his website every now and then for drink ideas to share with you guys. And I, uh, he has some really incredible shots. I don't know if he makes them all himself or if he's uh, just, you know, uh, doing some of them that are uh, based out of the classic bartender's guide. But the, his presentation and how he built his website and how he's built his social media is really good. You go check him out, tipsybartender.com, and also on uh, Tipsy Bartender and pretty much all of his social media accounts. Today's show, uh, this is a different show for me. I, I've i never done this before, but I felt like I really wanted to do it this way. I received an email from uh, one of my listeners. Uh, let's just, well, we can call him Roy because that's what he put on there. 
So uh, from uh, from one of my listeners named Roy, the subject says, hello from Edmonton. The letter reads, hi there, Anthony. Just had to drop a note to let you know I appreciate what you do. I came across your podcast about six months ago when I was mulling over attempting the profession, but came to the realization that 50-plus-year-old fat guy would likely have to pay for regulars. Uh, Smiley face emoji. I stayed with the IT work, and I'm glad I did because all the stuff happening, and I'm glad to be continuing to reset student passwords. But I'm rambling. I like some of the personal stories you put uh, you drop in a while while you talk about uh, what you talk about. I have been late in life coming out of my shell, so to speak, as I was shy and quiet and a social dumbass. I also have an essential tremor, which is basically shake for no damn reason. Freaks out some, uh, freaks some out, and likely myself more than anyone else. The reason why the reason I was going to try bartending was to put myself in a place that is difficult, not impossible, for me without spending the handful of cash to experience the atmosphere. I was am one of the regulars at the staff uh, that the staff tells me to hang around, uh, uh, hang around for clothes, mostly when it's just one or two ladies closing. Anyway, rambling again. Thank you, sir. Appreciate what you do and the exposure to some good music as well. Roy. Well, uh, Roy, thank you so much for emailing me. Uh, I like, I love to hear from my fans uh, or my listeners and, uh, it's, uh, it's a great feeling. Uh, I never really experienced that sort of thing before. Of course, I've never really done anything except this podcast that really puts me out and exposes me to, uh, large amount of people. But there's a couple things that you uh, brought up, Roy, that I, w- I feel like I want to talk about with you and um, my loyal fans out here. Um, it was good that you uh, said that uh, you kept your job uh, about because uh, six months ago you were thinking about, uh, I'm assuming, you were thinking about quitting the jo- job that you have currently to go and be a bartender. Um Good thing you kept your job doing the IT work because you can still work from home. A lot of you, uh, when this COVID-19 thing started worldwide, everybody had to start staying home, and that uh, included people that work in the restaurant industry. And odds are it was a little bit uh, more, uh, oh, what's the word I want to use? You knew what money was coming in since you decided to uh, keep your IT job. A lot of bartenders and servers out there lost quite a bit of money in the last few months because uh, it's because you're not making tips anymore. Uh, but in the United States, uh, uh, President uh, he he uh, threw in an extra stimulus inside the unemployment checks, and so people weren't hurting as bad, uh, which you know is a good thing. But you. They did lose out on a lot of tips. I mean, a good friend of mine, she told me that, uh, you know, she looked at her first unemployment check and went, oh, dear God, I make this in a night, let alone a week. And uh, so there was a lot of scared service workers out there, but, you know, things started to straighten out a little bit for them. And uh, especially now, since everybody's uh, pretty much allowed to go back to work, Um but good for you. Uh, it, good luck 
uh, it was good luck for you that you decided to stay with your IT job and uh, uh, help student reset their passwords because if students uh, nowadays are anything like me, uh, you forget your passwords constantly. Now, uh, now I want to uh, quickly go over this uh, part here where you say that you're a 50-plus-year-old fat guy. Uh, that, w- and that would have to pay for regulars? Okay, um, let's start working on your self-esteem there, Roy, because uh, bartenders and servers can be any size, any shape, any age whatsoever. And I've seen all all sorts of bartenders, all sizes, all shapes, and all ages. It just sometimes it depends on uh, where you work and uh, uh, and you know the atmosphere. I mean, some because some bar uh, bar owners, like uh, one of my past bars that I used to work at, she had intended to uh, have all female bartenders. She wanted to turn the place into her own Coyote Ugly, but uh, a lot of the a lot of the females didn't want to bartend. They just wanted to serve. Um, I'm sure some of them wanted to bartend, but uh, well, me uh, and my friend Shannon, we had already developed a clientele, and we worked well together. And the uh, clientele liked us. I'm sure I was just running Shannon's coattails, but the clientele liked us. And uh, there are bars like strip clubs that insist, almost insist that they're people that work up front, like the main bartender and the servers, be uh, be female, while the bar backs uh, usually are. Uh, well, the bar backs can be anybody. Uh, like like I told you the story once before, where I decided it would be fun to apply for a job at a strip club. Uh, they were as nice as possible. So we don't hire male bartenders. If you want to be a bar back, that would be fine. And uh, it was totally understandable. Uh, but, you know, I've seen uh, bartenders uh, around your age. Yeah, uh, 50 plus years old. I've seen a lot of bartenders that uh, are could be considered overweight plus size or however... They just choose to uh, self-identify, uh, but it just depends on the bar that where you go to that will accept uh, that's willing to accept somebody uh, like yourself. You have to find the right atmosphere where you would fit, because if you're fifty plus years old, odds are they're not going to want somebody uh, working behind the bar in a nightclub. Uh, where they're trying to attra- uh, attract the younger audience, uh, but if you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to, you can try the mom and pop hole on walls, and where there are a lot more lax on that sort of thing. Uh, go work uh, at a country music bar or uh, just a dark, dank uh, pool hall, and uh, you would fit in just fine. Uh, so don't let the way you look. Uh, uh, if you're if you want to bartend, don't let the way you look bo- bother you. Now, uh, this uh, next part, uh, you said you have an essential tremor, which uh, which is basically shake for no damn reason, freaks some out, and likely myself more than anyone else. Okay, um, here's something that you don't know that a lot of my friends 
uh, my close friends do. I've never talked about it on this podcast. I also have a slight tremor in my hand. I've had it since I was a kid. Uh, uh, my father has it. My grandfather had it. Uh, my uncles have it. Um, we, in my family, we uh, refer it to as, as the family curse. We generally joke about it nowadays, but there have been times in my life where my hands were shaking at the wrong time. And I, and I can honestly say that I've been self-conscious about it. Probably the reason why I have my hands in my pockets 90% of the times, but, uh, there have been times where I've been self-conscious about it. And when my hands start, uh, shake, they're naturally shaking. I remember in high school, there's this guy that came up to me that was, uh, that tried to bully me all the time. And he, I knew he was never going to throw a punch because he was a wuss like that, but he's taller than me. And if he did decide to throw a punch, odds are it was going to hurt. But he would just mostly just stand there and laugh at me. <laughs> Look, he's scared. His hands are shaking. And I took that, I took that little thing that he said in the back of my head and then kept that. I was like, uh, he, he, he used my hands shaking as a, uh, as a way to put me down as, you know, uh, as to show weakness to everybody he was trying to impress around him that he was going to kick my ass. Years later, I'm bartending and, uh, I'm about to break up a fight. And then the guy turns around and looks at me and goes, hey, he's fucking scared. Look at him. His hands are shaking. And I looked him right in the eye and I said, how do you know I'm not that far away from snapping? And then he kind of just, <laughs> and then backed off and acted like he was a big shot as he was leaving the bar. Uh, Cause he didn't say a word to anybody. He didn't do anything. Uh, all he did was just kind of giggle at me. And then he left, which I decided to write down just to boost my own self-esteem as saying uh, that scared him enough in order to get him to uh, back off and leave. You can use that too. Try it. Why not? Um, if you're the type of person that bar staff likes to keep around at the end of the shift, odds are they might give you a chance at a job. Uh, bartending, maybe not right away. It just depends on if, uh, if you already have a previous knowledge of bartending or because uh, sometimes getting a bartending position has to be earned. I... Uh, I was lucky on some of my jobs where I was able to get behind the bar. Uh, going to bartending school didn't help out a lot because a lot of people were kind of uh, apprehensive about hiring people that went to bartending schools. But uh, when I started getting some experience under my belt, uh, I, it was kind of easy for me to just uh, go in and get hired on as a bartender. But sometimes you have to start off as a server because so you can uh, get to know how to uh, serve drinks, get to know uh, what the drinks are, learn how to make the drinks uh, if you don't decide not to go uh, to spend the cash and go to school for it. Um, bartending schools can be good, uh, but sometimes out in the real job field, a lot of people uh, pretty much ignore it and say, uh, oh, you went to bartending school? Well, you're starting out as a server because we tend to put bartenders uh, 
people that have been here a little while and it's it's kind of a promotion because being a bartender you're not only just slinging drinks most of the time you're also kind of the manager that's the way it always happened to me when the uh when the owner or the manager wasn't there i was basically in charge because uh there was nobody else when i still had servers on the clock they'd come over to me ask me questions what should i do about this what should i do about that i'd have to answer it for them and uh, when I let my servers out for the night, I'm there by myself. So I have to make decisions. Uh, does this person need another drink? Does, uh, is, uh, you know, are these people about to fight? Or is, uh, should I offer discounts? Should I, you know, offer a free drink to a regular? You know, you, there's tons of, uh, tons of things that a bartender has to think about. Now, those things you have to think about also depend on where you work. So, uh, because uh, there are some bars out there. I was talking about it with Kenny Stewart, uh, who runs Fraternal Order of Bartenders. Uh, he was talking about that he insists that he has uh, some money every night to buy uh, people drinks. Uh, you know, hey, here's, a, here's one on me. And it, it's good for business. Uh, it really is because he really kn- knew how to knows sorry how to get out there and advertise his bar, advertise his shift, and he oftentimes, uh, if he likes who the uh, servers or bartenders are, he'll leave a coupon for him and says, uh, "Show this to me when you come in, and I'll give you a free drink." And now that's great marketing and uh, a really great way to bring in customers. But I digress. See, you say you rambling. Uh, you ramble, Roy. I ramble too. Um, so, but if you want to uh, experience the atmosphere without spending a handful of cash, like you said, um, it, you might want to start out as a server, or maybe a, maybe if this uh, if this place that you go to likes you that much. Um, Maybe you can apply to be a bouncer. I, that's totally possible too. I uh, we did that at one of the bars that we worked at. We had this one guy that just hung out there all the time, easy to get along with, and just all of a sudden one night we decided we needed a bouncer, and we uh, said, "Well, he's here anyway, and he's here till close anyway, so let's ask him. Hey, you want to be a bouncer?" And he's like, "Sure," and uh. Truth being told, he thought it was because of his military training and, uh, you know, uh, various other great reasons like that. But no, it's just because he was there and uh, he could handle it. So, but just remember, if you do go for uh, the bouncer job, your responsibility is to help keep the bartender out of trouble. Uh, you check the IDs before they come in to make sure that there, uh, those people are allowed to come in there. But if the bar that the local bar that you work at uh, isn't doesn't have like uh, need a, a need for bouncers or something like that, just stay friendly with them. I mean, if something comes up and you express an interest to it, they're more likely to help you out and say, "Sure, you know what? Why don't you give it? Uh, come here and give it a shot." Um, but that way you can still keep your IT job and work a couple a uh, couple shifts, get a couple extra bucks. Um, you know, it, it's pretty much that easy. So bottom line message here, people, 
uh, and Roy in particular, uh, even though you're 50 plus years old uh, and you're you say you're a fat guy, don't don't let that bother you. Um, you don't uh, don't think so low about yourself. You can develop regulars uh, just as easy with a winning personality or even just an original personality. It doesn't have to be winning. My personality when I was bar- started out bartending definitely wasn't winning, but it was original. And people eventually got used to it and then started realizing, oh, oh, he's joking. Okay, uh, I don't feel like my life is threatened anymore. But just remember that, uh, you know, don't just say, screw it. You know, I'm too old for this shit. Or, uh, you know, the, you, uh, you also said that you are, uh, well, long story short, you're a bit of an introvert. So am I, I'm very much an introvert and sometimes talking to people can be a little bit of a strain on me, especially if I don't know them or don't like them, but, or if I think she's really, really, really hot, but, uh, you know, you can learn, you can adapt, and uh, it's not easy. It's a real, you really have to teach yourself uh, to be able to put yourself in uncomfortable situations, but it is manageable. And yeah, so what your hands shake a little bit. Uh, I've been work trying to work on a pickup line where, uh, uh, where, you know, I walk up to a girl and say, hey, my hands shake, but I can't think of anything good. And uh, or anything that would make sense or even possibly make the girl laugh and even, you know, possibly think, oh, okay, I'll give him a shot. Just, you know, he looks like he's trying. I'm kidding everybody, please. <laughs> I've, uh, but it would be kind of a fun idea to think of something like that. Anyway. So, uh, once again, Roy, thank you so much for emailing me. And I loved hearing your story. If you want to, uh, send me a message, feel free to send me a message dude at HeyBartenderPodcast.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, if you want to be on the show and your bartender server had some good stories, same thing. Email me dude at HeyBartenderPodcast.com. Uh, I'm also, also on social media. Uh, Facebook is HeyBartenderPodcast.com. In Instagram, HeyBartenderPodcast, uh, HeyBartenderPodcast. Um, you know, and you know, let's all reach out to uh, reach out to each other. I'd love to get you guys some exposure. Oh, well, that took up the short episode. Thanks, Roy. So anyway, it's last call. I want you to show up for the next episode where I have guest Kalen Whitney, who is uh, a bartender, a uh, former bartending instructor, professional licensed mixologist uh, from Pennsylvania originally from New Jersey. Uh, I found her on TikTok and her knowledge of liquor, her knowledge of uh, the service industry is fun and hilarious. Uh, And I will also have, once again on the show, uh, Abigail Nielsen to help her promote her new single, Ruby. So, uh, boy, Roy, do you ever have that problem too? So uh, show up for the next podcast, but that'll be posted this Saturday sometime around 7 p.m. And uh, come check it out uh, because the interview with Kalen was uh, just awesome.
So until the next episode, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to extend out to you like I do every time. Lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here.